Welcome to Atomic Moms, a modern parenting podcast about the joys and complexities of caring for our children and ourselves. I'm Ellie Noss, and each week we celebrate and commiserate with best-selling authors, parenting experts, and moms around the world. Hey, everybody. Okay, Mom's Night Out. Y'all remember my friend from Sabrina's ballet class who came on the show? Yeah, Jessica Coulter. So we have her back on Atomic Moms today, and she was named one of Business Insider's 30 Most Creative Women in Advertising. And in our first episode together, we talk about what it's like for her to be a mom boss in this dude-centric world of advertising. And you may also recall that she's a Hamilton fanatic. Yes, Hamilton, the American musical. Uh, she's a fanatic. And uh, on our first podcast together, she shared this little ditty. So, 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 so this is what it feels like to match with someone at your level. What the hell is the catch? It's the feeling, the freedom of seeing the light. It's Ben Franken with the key and the kite. You see it, right? You know, sometimes we just need a good laugh. Sometimes we just need to be really, really ridiculous because we've been doing some super hardcore episodes as of late, and I'm still thinking about the Ambition interviews. And while my garage slash recording studio is under construction, I've actually put uh, the the workmen on hold for a moment so I can record this intro because oh, it's so loud. Um, they're trying to fix it because of the flood. And so now... Uh, we're also recovering from that trip back from D.C. That was a doozy. So anyway, I've decided that this episode should require zero homework and be a fun mom's night out. We're always hearing the phrase lean in as women. And this week I'm trying to remember to lean on. I've been leaning on my mom friends pretty hardcore because pregnancy hormones are like, oof, they are no joke. I was driving home a week and a half ago, and uh, I finally called my mom back. And she answered by saying, you know, your husband, Adam, is so much easier to get a hold of. And I said, yeah, sorry, my phone was off because I was in therapy. And she said, do I dare ask for what for? And I said, you know, like my emotional and psychological well-being. And she said, oh, well, I thought it maybe it was for physical therapy or something. I said, no, uh, no, these pregnancy hormones are like really, really, really playing a number on me. Um, and she said she was sorry about that. And then we started talking about other stuff and our upcoming trip to D.C. that um, that was a few days away. And, and I shared that I was tired and a little worried about keeping up with my three-year-old Sabrina, uh, who you all know, she's a total badass, but she's also, she's a Mustang. And... Uh, and my mom says, you know, when you were her age, we flew to Australia. And I said, well, I would love for you to take her to Australia. And then I said, you know, Sabrina and I, we were very different children. And my mom said, well, yeah, you were raised differently. I don't even know where to begin with that. Um, and then I said, uh, because I'm so mature, uh, I roll. Uh, and then I said, yes, I was very well behaved and now I'm in therapy. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> that's what's going on in my uh, in my little world. Uh, hormones, negative thinking, um, 
you know, just compassionate phone calls with my mother, <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Um, she'll probably kill me for sharing that conversation. Uh, oh, well, if she listens. Uh, this is There's something kind of liberating about um, feeling like crap all the time. You're just sort of like, yeah, oh, well. <laughs> so this week I made leaning on my mom friends my number one priority. Um, and it, guys, it worked. I had a play date with Marie and her son Patrick, and our little lions didn't maul each other. And I had lunch with uh, recent guest Nikki Deloche and an upcoming guest, Katie Strickland. And uh, by the way, I got to say, the preschool pickup after that lunch was the best ever. It's so crazy how if I can just spend a little bit of time in the company of awesome women, it steps up my mom game by about a thousand percent. But I got to say that all this good mojo, it got kicked off on Wednesday when Jessica Coulter, she dragged my sad, depressed, bloated, 13-week pregnant butt out way past my bedtime to go see the musical Rent at the Pantages Theater. And the silly, silly, silly conversation you'll hear now, um, which actually also has to do with her sobriety. So not – like we can't totally <laughs> just be lighthearted on Atomic Moms. We have to always be like – so what's it like being a sober mom? Uh, so that conversation uh, you're going to hear now. Um, if you have a chance to see Rent, if you're in L.A., go see it. I thought I, it would feel dated. And, um, yes, they still use payphones and there's a lot of flannel. Um, I was shocked that 20 years later I remembered every single word. Uh, but right now with what's happening in the world, it felt eerily relevant uh, my favorite song from the show is La Vie Bohème, and there's this one lyric that stood out for me. It's, the opposite of war isn't peace, it's creation. And motherhood is, as we all know, the most sacred form of creation. And there have been a lot of dumb articles lately about how parents can't really screw up their kids, and that's just such BS. Because parents, by the way, can totally screw up their kids. And I'm not saying that they can screw up their kids by, you know, not spending enough time with them because I truly believe that it's quality over quantity. Um, they're not going to screw up their kids by not taking them to the fancy classes or getting them tutors. I don't care about that stuff. I'm saying, like, you can screw up your kid <laughs> on an elemental level, like at the foundation like if we are not able to make them feel safe and loved for exactly who they are, whoever that may present itself to be. And uh, I'm trying to create a, an environment in which all beings are celebrated and revered. And my only black and white stance is that there is no black and white in my world. And if people are going to make blanket statements about entire groups of people – I feel like that makes the sharing of individual stories even more important because it's those individual stories that show us that it's not all black and white. And those moments, even if it's in the theater where it's just you're watching the journey of one character, it'll take you out of your head and you're not just thinking of uh, somebody as a statistic or something and it pulls you back into your heart. So here's the original cast of Rent performing the 1996 Tony Awards where they won Best Musical. And I'll be right back with this, I promise, silly, lighthearted, spazzy mom date with Jessica Coulter. Seasons of love. 
We're in the Life Cafe on the corner of 10th Street and Avenue B. Benny, our landlord who has just evicted us, is here with his father-in-law. Today's of inspiration, playing hooky, making something overwhelming. The need to express, to communicate, to going against the grain, going insane, going mad. To give attention, no pension, to more than one dimension. To starving for attention, hating convention, hating pretension. Not to mention, of course, hating dear old mom and dad. Did I eat today? I'm not even sure. I'm so busy. Uh, <laughs> and we're back. Uh, <laughs> we are eating very cold hamburgers because that's the healthiest thing to do when you're <clears throat> three months pregnant. Not you, me. Or just disgusting. I'm, this that's bun, me. This bun is excellent. It is an excellent bun. <laughs> it's mom's night out. Uh, Jessica, you kind of threw a lot of listeners for a loop uh, with our first episode together. Because people were like, how does this woman get so much done? I see. And uh, even right now, you're like, I'm going to fit in this podcast before we jump in an Uber and get to rent. Just get an Uber. (laughs) Sing our hearts out. (laughs) Eat dinner. Yeah. In the meantime. Yeah. Did you wake up this morning going, I'm just going to crush it? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I think it has a lot to do with um, just my working hours being an East Coast person on the West Coast and having to fit in everything that I need to do before a certain time so that I can pick up my kiddo and, like, spend time with her. That's all it is. It's just all just, like, a mad dash to have luxurious kid time. Do you spend time with Minnow in the morning? I do. My husband gets up with her every morning, which is really nice. But I usually kind of um, eventually get up and join them and so you get some time together. with her. I get I, time with I, her in I, the morning. I know yeah. that a lot of people find their most productive hours are in the morning, which I'm sure you do as well, yeah. which is why it's great, the East Coast time. What time, wait, what time do you wake up, though? Um, it kind of depends. Like, if I have calls, early, East Coast early calls, I'll get up super early. But for the most part, it's, um, you know, I keep creative hours, creative person hours. <laughs> but I can't reveal my secrets. What okay. if my boss is listening? Jesus. Right, for sure. Um <laughs> I definitely have heard of people that just, like, sort of go into their cave mm-hmm. and get everything done, yeah. especially creative types, before they interact with other people. No, that's not that's not. But it's not realistic when you're not realistic. Mom. Also, okay. I, I want to check in with her every morning. I think yeah. we all want to do that, you know. So we check in, and then it's sort of that horrible tearing yourself away. She knows I'm close, but she can't mm-hmm. talk to me. It's kind of awkward with her where it's just like, mommy has to go to work. And she like knows that I'm just upstairs in my office. Right. But she can't come in. But she respects my working time. Yeah. You know, it only takes me like 30 minutes to tear myself away. No. It's really painful. Every morning. I know. Uh, and then you pick her up after school. <laughs> pick her up from school every day at 3.15. And then we party. And you party hard. Yeah. Is there anything about being sort of like an undercover working mom, like when you do pick up? Well, it's weird because I, um, I think night. that a lot of the parents think I'm a stay like a stay at home mom. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and they're probably wondering why I couldn't come around to a shower. Like you're at home. Like why didn't you shower? Why are you wearing? <laughs> but it's because I will truly. Um, and I have an Instagram account about this called Work Looks, but I will truly like um, 
sleep in something and then wear it all day and then sleep in it again. No, you and won't. Every day. Really? Yeah. Like, are you going to sleep in your fancy outfit that you have for the theater? No, tonight? I turn this up. I'm turnt, as the kids say right now. This yeah. is like real. Clothes. You got your like cherry I red showered. lips. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel so for honored. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I did not shower for you. You look showered. Um, it's the <laughs> ultimate compliment. Yeah, I, I look shiny. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, with the theme of Mom's Night Out. You know, drinking seems to be a a heavy component. Yes. And I'd like to talk to you about that since we are both not drinking. We're both not drinking for totally different reasons. For totally different reasons. (laughs) I quit drinking over a year ago. So I was a drinking mom for a while and um, found it to be such an easy, awesome connector with me and moms. Like, especially when you have a newborn and you're still on maternity leave. Like, I was in Brooklyn at the time. And the number one thing you do to, like, meet other moms is, like, meet up at, like— A glass of wine. Yeah, 3 o'clock for, like, a mom's beer. I mean, it was all around alcohol. So I actually found it really helpful. Um, to move to L.A.? To move to L.A. <laughs> no, I just found it really helpful to, like, have that reason to get together with people. But oh, then okay. when I yeah. decided to um, stop drinking, I kind of had to reevaluate— um, my entire social life, I guess. I had friends that that was kind of what we did. Like what we, time of year did you stop? Oh drinking? God, right before Christmas. Oh, it was that's the worst crazy. of the times. Worst of the times. Yeah, yeah. It was that would a, be really um, hard. So we had a similar timing holiday season where we're both like, oh, well, this was two Christmases but you're very, ago. But you're also an extrovert, so I feel like it wouldn't be that hard for you. It was weird. although I am too. But man, it is so much more one, fun when like, I have one, one glass drink. of wine can really yeah. like lubricate the personality. I wrote an essay once that I did not share with anyone, but it was about being I, that I always want to be one drink tipsy. <laughs> Yeah, I like think just that's the Xanax, idea. right? I the heard per- that one. See, I feel like Xanax makes me sleepy, but <laughs> which is also kind of fun to be tired sometimes. Yeah, when you're like, well, well I'm we're just all like, we're all really tired. You're tired. Just give up. Yeah, you know what that is now? This pregnancy medication I'm on. Uh, oh, you mean just like being pregnant? Well, yeah, but there's a medication I'm on for morning sickness, which is oh, really that afternoon makes you sickness, tired and too, it makes right? me so tired because mm-hmm. it's like a sleeping pill. Uh, so I only, I only take it at night, but then I'm out. Just. Um, I'm very it. relaxed. Embrace it. <laughs> I wake awesome. up and I'm just like, yeah. Enjoy. <sighs> Which is why we're doing the podcast on the bed before with we go to burgers. rent. With cold burgers like 10 minutes before we're supposed to leave. They'll hold the show for us, right? They know we're Atomic well, Moms. They fully know. Oh, yeah. But so one drink tipsy. The idea that like that's when I feel super fabulous. Yeah. And I'm oh, really yeah. charming. It's great. But I have to admit that not drinking the next morning, I don't have the mm-hmm. the like the shame shivers anymore. Oh, God, <laughs> like, I remember. Why those. did I say that? Or like, I felt so. Uh, it's a jarring wake up, yeah. And it it can happen. Like it was happening. One of the reasons I quit drinking is it was starting to happen as I got older after having one or two glasses of wine. And those are mm-hmm. Netflix wines. Those are like not. I'm out with friends. Those are like I'm hanging with my husband, mm-hmm. and I have a glass or two, and then I would wake up. As if I had had the four that I could have when I was younger. So it was so just, just like hungover. slowly, like I was hung. Like for me, it's slightly, like why it's was like I so and that why like I start like yeah replaying. Like, why was in my I head. dancing with uh, another Atomic Moms podcast guest, Randall Winston? Like 
why was I trying to do the swan movement out of the water from Dirty Dancing, like, in a Warner Brothers hallway? Like, <laughs> what? The, good, the weird thing, though, is that after I stopped drinking, and I had not—I didn't drink during my entire pregnancy. I didn't have a single sip. So I knew what it was like to have, like, 10 months without I'll drinking. admit— this pregnancy, I'm a little more European. Like you, as I you should be. I feel like I am. Um, my imbibing consists of Adam's backwash, basically. Yeah, like I'll delicious. have sips of his, like diluted <laughs> with saliva. It's delicious. Right. Yeah, his his like ice melted spitty tequila. Like yeah, I might a have sipper. a sip, but it doesn't actually like you know. Yeah, it doesn't do the job that no. So fun. why even try? Meh. I think it's because I'm consuming everything in sight. Yeah. Um, So what is the best thing or about not drinking besides not, you know, having a shame spiral, not, not, yeah, not waking up feeling bad, not ever taking care of a small child and having a slight headache or a slight fuzziness or that slight, like it it makes you um, unmotivated. And I don't like that feeling. And I didn't realize that that was very much tied to drinking. It also, um, I sleep through the night now, and I That's pretty much had always at least wake up once, even after, like, a half a glass of wine. Like, I would wake up in the middle of the night. It just It's not for long, but it was an, an interrupted night of sleep. So now I sleep great. I mean, it's all—a lot has changed for me just physically. How about your interactions with other mothers? So I like that being sober, I— instantly kind of know if I'm going to connect with another mom and you don't, it's kind of a blessing and a curse because there's more moms that I could be connecting with because we could go out for a glass of wine. And after that glass, you kind of like, you Mm -hmm. know, you've, I don't know. Yeah. I can almost, I can talk with anyone, Mm -hmm. but without it, I feel much more true in my choices of who I hang out with. It's Mm. like, there has to be, um, something else there besides, we're moms, we're out, we're having our little glass of wine and we're being mm-hmm. a little crazy, which moms all do. Do you feel like your conversations are less snarky? No. Like, there- and I and I go out all the time. I mean, all my friends usually do have do drink w- when I'm with okay, them. Okay, so they're drinking. Yeah, but, absolutely. But do you I, feel like there's less – like when I feel like when we drink – Like gossipy or yeah, something? Yeah, that there's usually – A little bit of a filter that's probably a good thing. Yeah. I think so. But I mean, I don't know. Not necessarily. I find you're like why I is still this shit talk? kind of a piece of shit all the time. <laughs> Wait, what? But I, I'm just like I do feel like I wondered if I would clean up my act, like after quitting drinking, and I still do the swan move from Dirty, Dirty dancing. dancing. I just right. don't spin about it. I'm like, oh, I guess I did it. You know what? That's just what I do. I guess <laughs> that's, that's me I now. Yeah, you're right. Which I enjoy knowing that about myself. No, I and knowing you. it's not the booze, and knowing and knowing like when I actually say something stupid. It's, I used to chalk that up to drinking, and now it's like, no. That's just me. You're just kind of a dum-dum sometimes. Just and you own like, it. I just own it. Yeah, it's totally. It's kind of nice. It is nice. And then, like, I really like the fact that going to a bar, going to a wine bar, and having drinks isn't my default hang No, anymore. now it's going to rent. It's going to rent. Or, like, I love going roller skating. That's one of my ones, which I have to wait until you're... Not knocked up anymore. Oh but yeah, it's I really guess I fun. shouldn't do that right now. I no. was about to say yes. I recently no, invited I a friend did. roller skating, and I for, not forgot she was pregnant, but right. I just like she say no. She was like kind of down to go roller skating, and then I was like, oh no 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 no, we I don't think I would have. <laughs> I don't. I think Adam would have like stopped me because yeah. I don't think I would have thought of it. I did 
uh, go jet skiing uh, after major, major leg surgery while I was still on crutches. Cool. So but I'm pretty awesome and down for risks. You don't technically need anything but hand control on the jet ski. Yeah, but what if you fall in the water? I oh, mean, you just drown. Tread you with fully the- drown. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I guess we did have life jackets. It, it was probably dangerous. It probably yeah. wasn't a good idea. But yeah. you know, what? I've had so many head injuries. I feel like a big risk taker. I've had so many head injuries. Well, oh god. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> good. Um, good. Okay, so with rent tonight. Mm-hmm. Th- Something that I'm working on, you know, is with my daughter sees magic all around her, mm-hmm. like all the time. It's so cool for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm trying to find the magic in my life again. And mm-hmm. so I think going to the show, you know, it's kind of a downer, but there's magic to it. And I think it's also really fun to, I've been thinking a lot about what made me happy when I was little mm-hmm. and getting back into that again. Yeah. Because when we're kids, we're so good at resourcing, which is what Emily Price was talking about on the podcast last week. Like, what are the things that you know that you always have loved? Um, and you can kind of go to those things as your touchstones. And so for me, I was always such a musical theater dork, you know, <laughs> since first grade. And uh, just rewinding the tape player with West Side Story yeah. and writing down all the lyrics. And and Rent was one of those with high school. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so fun to have a chance of being like, oh, my God, I'm in my 30s. And it's like a weeknight. And you know what? We're going to go see Rent. Yeah. Again. It might make me feel really old because I feel like the show is going to feel really dated. <laughs> uh, and at the time, it felt so... Yeah. Pressing and like current. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to feel like a period piece, but well, <clears throat> you know, we can escape I'm for ready. a moment. Uh, <laughs> was Rent always one of your favorites? No, I've never seen it. As oh I God. said, I've well, never seen it. That's why we're. That's why I have to do this. I yeah, yeah. It was obviously on Broadway before, not obviously, but before I moved to New York. So right. Um, I saw it on Broadway, just to rub it in. Just, just rub it in. In our last podcast, we discussed our love for Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, Hamilton, the American musical. And, and you sang it. An entire self. Yeah. Uh, and I found a great essay he wrote for the New York Times about Rent mm-hmm. and how much he loved its creator, Jonathan Larson. Mm-hmm. And here's a funny thing he wrote. He said, everyone has their own coping mechanism for surviving high school. Mine was showing up every day with a VHS camcorder and making movies because I found it so much easier than actually talking to other kids. It's much easier to say, I'm making a movie and I have a part for you than want to hang out. (laughs) (laughs) Adorable. And that's actually like one of the lead characters of Rent is also always making movies. You know, he's making art about life, but he's not fully experiencing life. And that reminded me kind of the podcast. I was like, that's what I do. A little bit, right? A little bit. Will you, a will little you... bit. I'll be like, um, you want to be on the podcast? And then it's like the most intense like friend date on the planet. Yeah. And then in real life, I, I I'm friends with people, but like I don't it's not like this deep dive every moment. Well, it's hard because you with anything, you kind of have to like muster up the energy to like have even with yeah. like your husband or with anyone to have like a real like to real talk with someone like it takes yeah. energy and moms 
don't have a ton of that going around. No. So it's really easy to keep it surfacy, which yeah. is not a bad thing all the time. Like sometimes no. that's really lovely, but it is really nice. And I think it's really. Sorry, go on. I was having indigestion because <laughs> I'm pregnant and I just ate a cold burger. Continue. Great, great move. But I think that's a really cool part of your life that you get a chance to kind of have these moments where you talk to people and Larson, uh, Jonathan Larson, who created Rent, he died at the age of 35 mm -hmm. the morning of the first off-Broadway preview. Yep. So I'm friends with one of his roommates, weirdly, really? while he was writing it. <gasps> yeah. I know it's a, it's a wonder I've never seen this musical. And I've seen almost every musical, so this is a long time coming. It was one of the longest running in history, right? Yeah. Uh, and the idea that he passed away before any Ever of it. seeing it come to fruition. Like, it's so crazy. And then it kind of ties into, like, our obsession with legacy. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> this has become a Broadway dork <laughs> podcast. I know. We need a side podcast, a side, a side piece. <laughs> yeah, right? It, but then it makes you think of the legacy with your kids and, like, what do you see? And it kind of makes me think about – I mean, we've talked about this in our last mm -hmm. episode, but you're like, oh, man, all these seeds we're planting – like, we'll never see it. Like, I kind of want to be around for, I mean, I don't actually want to be around because I don't want to be that old. But, like, I want my great-great-grandkids to, like, show up at my grave and be like, thank you, Ellie, for starting Atomic Moms mm -hmm. and for breaking the cycle of so much BS from, like, previous generations. And that'll never happen. It might happen. You just won't know. Right. That's the trouble. It might happen. And then does it matter if we know? Do we need the pat on the back? I really like I a pat the, on the back. I really enjoy <laughs> a good high five. Good I, job. Yeah. Yes. You nailed it. Now, I don't know. I mean, I think that it doesn't – I think my obsession just comes with leaving things behind, and I don't really worry so much about – You want to leave things behind. I do. But I, I don't worry so much about where it goes. I just or who sees it. I just or... I think about, I don't have a ton of physical or even not physical stories from people I'm related to. Like I yeah. find it so strange. And I think social media and that kind of stuff is gonna change sort of that path mm -hmm. of ancestors and it's gonna be a lot more is gonna be recorded. That'll be so crazy it's to be really so crazy. know the voice. Yeah. So crazy. Literally in your case. Yeah. Well, these will all be destroyed. <laughs> the end is nigh. Sabrina will do it. She'll be like mad at me for dying. One afternoon. <laughs> She'll be furious that I died from some incredibly rare disease. She'll just burn all the tapes. Or just mad that like you won't let her cut her hair. Which right. Minnow has been asking me to get a haircut. And it's kind of freaking me out. I was wondering if Have Sabrina's... you never had a haircut? No. Has she never had a haircut? No, has Sabrina? She has really thick hair, that Sabrina. I bet she has. Oh, yeah. She just got one like a week ago. Yeah. Oh, I saw the picture. Yeah. yeah I right. was like, oh, clearly you don't follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I do. Just and Atomic Moms. By the way, everyone like it when you see an Atomic Moms <laughs> Instagram photo. Like because, because I will pander for a moment because we're talking about legacy here. No, because there's the in the feed, you know, yeah. like if it doesn't get enough likes, then no one sees it. It's like it never yes. happened. And same with Facebook. Same. <laughs> same sees. It's the virtual pat on the back. Um, that Ellie needs right that, now. that you need so that everyone else can see it. I had a feeling this would be a life shattering episode. <laughs> Everybody, if you actually need real help in your life, please listen to last week's. 
with Emily Price, where we uh, discuss. I have like LaCroix coming out of my nose right now. <laughs> I have such bad acid reflux. Oh my God, it's way past my bedtime. I'm never going to, like, in this play, I'm going to cry. Take a little nappers on my shoulder. Fall asleep. <laughs> probably throw up. And like, also just like. <laughs> I hope my indigestion doesn't get me the whole play. Oh, my God. Pregnancy. Um, again, last week's episode, it, that was a really good one. <laughs> you can find that in our archives. Just go to iTunes.com backslash Atomic Moms and subscribe. Moral of the story. The moral of the Don't story. Don't listen to this episode. <laughs> listen to the other episode. <laughs> listen to Jessica's other episode. <laughs> You know what? I've done like 115. I get to have a fun one, right? It's, it's a mom fun night time out. One. It's a fun. It's a fun rollicking episode about sobriety. <laughs> to leave us on a downer, Mary Tyler Moore passed away today. Really? You didn't know that? No, I've been working. I haven't even looked on the internet today. You've just been working and working driving like crazy and driving. Um, so oh, here, God. here. Are a f- I know. Isn't that sad? Okay, here are a few uh, mom bomb quotes that I will leave you with from Mary Tyler Moore. You can't be brave if you've only had wonderful things happen to you. Here's another one. Take chances, make mistakes. That's how you grow. Pain nourishes your courage. You have to fail in order to practice being brave. Okay, Jessica and I are going to hail an Uber. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and we Confirm are uh, pickup. excellent. Uh, we're going to run to the little uh, box office and get our tickets to the Pantages and... Um, Enjoy this uplifting story about no day but today. (laughs) Okay, everybody. Until next week, trust in your goodness, live out your greatness, rock on, Atomic Moms.